What's up team, how we going? First off, I just want to say a huge thank you to all you out there for supporting this Assorted Kiwi podcast. Life is assorted, taste is assorted, our minds are assorted, and our stories are assorted. The Assorted Kiwi podcast is where Kiwis can share their assorted perspectives, ideas, and dreams. Assorted is all about Kiwis connecting through what is important to them. Every idea is important to who you are. Some may miss, but the best ideas are the ones that challenge ways of thinking and also emotionally connect people to one another. This is the definition of a sort of Kiwi. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to the Sort of Kiwi show. Um, I'm, your ho- I'm your host, um, Sort of Hamish, aka the Sort of Kiwi. And I've got a special guest to the left of me. Um, the multi-talented and multifaceted, Ray Lisi. How are you going? And welcome on onto the couch. Good, very good. Looking at the view once more, you know. Oh yeah, once <laughs> more. And all for, and just for all transparency, because it's such a honest and transparent yes. show. Um, first take, I made a little slight little boo boo, <laughs> and I've got to prep record. It was and only five just, minutes though. It's only five minutes. Um, so we're going to get back into it. And it is an awesome view. It's an awesome day in Auckland. Mm. And um, it's just awesome to have you here because you know, I've had um the chance to see you perform twice mm-hmm. before. Um, once at the Discover show, I think that was a couple, it was like a month ago, and then at Breaking Sound a couple of weeks ago as mm-hmm. well. And it's just really awesome just to like see you perform and get to know the songs mm-hmm. in a little bit more detail. I mean, that leading all the way to here. Mm-hmm. So, thank um, you. But a little bit of intro, maybe just give us a little bit of intro about like who you are. And first off, start from the beginning. How do you even get into music? To music? Um, so I'm Ray Leslie, I'm a rapper, um, yeah, I make music, and I've been making music since I was a youngin. Um, I was exposed to music, all types of music at a young age, except for hip-hop. My parents were, you know, real strict growing up, being, you know, all Catholic and Filipino. So I was exposed to, like, a lot of pop, a lot of pop rock. So I, I, I grew up in the Philippines till I was, like, eight when I migrated here. And then I migrated here, and I grew up with Disney, you know, so that included the Jonas Brothers, who I was really inspired by, mostly because, you know, I'm going to be honest, a lot of this stuff is real underrated, and they wrote most of that. Oh, yeah. did, did you Imagine, listen to the Jonas Brothers? Yeah, like, a what, it was just, is it just, like, the sound and just how, how much it cuts through? Yeah, you know, like the guitars, and, and yeah, yeah, right? Like, for their age as well, you know, yeah. they're 17, 18. So then I thought, you know, I could do that. So I bought a guitar, started doing guitar lessons, and just started writing music, which for me, like, looking back now, right, was just came super natural to me. And if I told people, you know, I was doing that kind of stuff, they'd be like, oh, like, really? Like, at that age? You know, that's weird. Like, I was, you know, biking around. For me, I'm really grateful that I just did it without any question, you know. I didn't think to myself. straight into it and just kind of learned along the way. Of course, it was like ups and downs of yeah. learning how to do it, but you're just really dedicated in terms of yeah. getting straight into it. Exactly. Like, I didn't think once to myself, like, oh, like, should I be doing this? You know? Should I be spending hours every day, like, writing songs? Yeah. But it was just a hobby at the time. Yeah. And I think when I entered, when I left, you know, primary, a really innocent stage in my life, and I entered intermediate, and it was a completely different, you know, ball game. Um, I was exposed to Eminem's... Uh, not afraid, 
Because it just that song was real popular too, you know. So it came on the radio. My parents could not stop that. Yeah, <laughs> they could not through, yeah. could not block that from <laughs> yeah. me. And I, as soon as I heard that, I was like, "Wow, like this is really good." And um, then I started being introduced to you know Jay Z, Kanye, Kendrick was just coming up. So same as Drake, yeah. Macklemore, because you know same Cole love. And all yeah, Cole, stuff, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that that whole class like Big Sean, yeah. you know, Outkast. I started listening to all of that, and I was like, "Man, this is something that is really dope." And so then I just transitioned from doing, you know, pop rock stuff to, to actual rap. Yeah. And it was like, like, the distinct difference mm-hmm. of, like, hip-hop and that pop rock. Mm-hmm. Something about hip-hop that, like, just resonated with you more because of the storytelling element or just being able to say a lot more within I, a record. Definitely, definitely both. Yeah. I think for me, like, my favourite part about music is like the writing of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to say more, you know, in these songs. And as well as, I think the general feel of like hip hop is just on another level. For me, like I describe hip hop as like a whole movie, you know, within a song. Yeah. And it's like, um, I don't know. When I started getting exposed to like hip hop and stuff, there's just a lot of anger, which I was also feeling at the, ta- at the time. So when I was first writing, you know, rap, I would just use it as a place to, like, vent, you know, and rap about my frustrations and, like, my and days. And just do a diary of, yeah, like, exactly. it be, like, every day after yeah. this kind of school, yeah. just, like, I've got something to get off my chest, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and, and it, it, it was it. kind of like, like a friend that I would go to and, like, talk about, you no, know, like, yeah, in a poetic it. way, too. Nah. I was, like, honing my skill. But I didn't know I was, like, honing this skill, like, every day just writing, um... But, you know, but I was, and then it came to a point where I was like, oh, I'm actually kind of, like, good at this. Let me see what else I can create with it. And, like, it was more than just a diary. It was just now, like, about creating. Creating actual songs Mm. to actually get out there. And and what was your, like, kind of first sort of kind of release? Like, was it just, like, Lucy sort of tracks, or was it a full body of work at that point? Like, explain Um, to us, like, kind of how you lead into that, like, because... Sometimes, regardless if it has been heard mm-hmm. by a lot of people mm-hmm. or um, it hasn't, those those kind of like milestones are quite important to an artist, yeah. right? Like yeah. the first time you actually sim- publish in a project or a track, like uh, definitely. So at that point, I was living at this 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 flat in Pakaranga, and I, I had my own room, so I would just like shut the door and write a bunch on this like notepad. And, like, I just had a bunch of verses on verses on verses. And I would get these beats from, you know, YouTube, either on my phone and like or my laptop. And then um, after a while, I was like, oh, I can actually, you know, release whole projects with all these verses that I'm writing. So then I started, yeah, I started releasing mixtapes. So the first one I, I did was, like, when I was 15, 16. It was called Orion's Belt. And then the second one was called uh, Runway. When I was like seventeen, eighteen, and then the third, I released four actually. So I did, oh five. Uh, so I did. Wow. So I did butterfly, like just at the end of high school, and then Wesley, my first year of uni, and then that summer, I did, uh, my friend death. Yeah, Damn. but I, I I'd be releasing these these things, and like not doing anything about it. So I would create, 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 and like give him my everything and think like it's great. Like I could be the greatest rapper alive. Yeah, yeah. And then post it like on SoundCloud or YouTube or whatever, and like I'd be downloading these leases. 
And I'd, I'd up- upload them thinking the whole world is going to find this. Yeah, you know? but you didn't realise at that point in time it's the job isn't done just yeah. from that. It's like getting it out there and talking yeah, to people. Yeah, definitely a lot of work. Yeah. But I just assume, you know, if you make good music, people you're going to make, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the, how the labels you, are going like to hear. Like how you found music and like yeah, you're yeah. like people like scaring through blogs yeah, yeah, and like exactly. sort of stuff or, or through Spotify just rant, like typing in. Yeah, see, because you hear these stories, like, for example, Justin Bieber just posted a cover, and then he... <laughs> yeah, he was on the street, and then someone yeah, walked yeah. past him. Yeah, yeah, and you can just... Exactly. It, interesting, no. Yeah. And it, was it... That would have been from, from like, putting all your, like, heart and soul over those, mm. you know, four or five different mm. projects. Mm-hmm. Was it kind of a bit of a frustrating process as well, because you kind of wanted to kind of get people to hear hear your music, or was, mm. it, just, was it just about taking the energy and... Using that to level up a little, a little bit more. Like. I think for me, I like knew that people weren't hearing my stuff. Yeah. Well, obviously, and then I, but at that point, I I didn't know like what was going on. Yeah, <laughs> like I didn't know like the the ingredients that you needed to make oh, this yeah. thing. So I was just like, for me, I was really passionate about music. So I, I was just leveling up each project that I had. And then eventually I was like, dang, like, how am I going to get people? It took me a long time to really sit down and ask myself, how am I going to get people to listen to this? Because for a long time I was really naive. Maybe at that point I was like, oh, maybe it's like not good enough or whatever. Like kind of still young and kind of just saying, okay, it's out there. It's Mm -hmm. going to get heard. Yeah, yeah. Especially like the more that I release, you know, maybe someone's going to notice. Yeah. You know? The volume, man. Eh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not just one track; it's like a whole yeah. set of them. Yeah, yeah, and these would be like forty minutes to an hour, you know, kind of kind of projects. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, mm. but it's even just crazy in the fact that at like at quite a young age, like being quite prolific and having that opportunity with each track, mm-hmm. each time you write something down, you know, to, to hone in on your craft. Yeah, and like retrospectively looking back, mm. like you're quite thankful to having that kind of subconscious whatever happened to your subconscious just to make you feel like I'm going to just write every day and just get all my emotions mm, out. Mm. It's kind of like value time. Definitely. It actually help you yeah. as an artist, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. I, I don't normally think about, you know, like the past and, and the way that that really like the formative years of, of me as an artist like have really shaped who I am, yeah. you know, like today. But sometimes I, I like look back at high school and I'm like, dang, like, all of that was just, you know, music. I'd be texting my friends and telling them about writing sessions that I'd have, and they'd think that I was, like, super weird. Yeah. Like, what are these writing sessions, yeah. you know, like, diaries what? or entries <laughs> or, like, <laughs> what, what are what? you doing? Yeah. Is that, and for those writing sessions, was that with other people who were creating around you? Or was it just what you would call, mm. like, your own writing sessions Definitely. in your own space? I was, like, in my own world with Got that. You. I was, like, yeah. so, like... Delusional in the sense that I was like, I'm, I'm a rapper, you know, like, yeah, I'm a rap star. Yeah, this is what I do. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I would um keep this hidden from my friends. Uh, I don't know why. I think I was like, I'm gonna wait to make a big time and then and then tell them, you know, that I'll you. surprise them. <laughs> it's kind of like a, a weird like kind of like way of thinking, eh? Yeah, kind yeah. Of like, I don't want to tell anyone about it, but yeah. I want to be known. Yeah, at the same yeah, time. yeah. So it's kind of this like yeah. kind of conflicting thing in your head. Yeah, I don't know what I was doing when I was. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking, but yeah, I, only a couple people like really knew. Got you. I think I had like one summer where I like went camping out in uh, the Coromandel, yeah. and um, we were like stargazing. Me and my cousins, I was like fifteen or something, 
I think this was like the shift for me in terms of like really thinking about wanting to do music as like the thing, you know? Um, and we were stargazing and like this is really corny, but like um, somebody asked, I think my sister asked, um, like if you could wish for one thing in this whole universe, like what would it be, right? And my cousins were saying like a pool. Oh, yeah. They were, they were yeah. young, you know, <laughs> but but uh, the the second that she asked that, I was like staring at Orion's belt, and like I just knew at the pit of my stomach, like that this is what I wanted forever, and I think that's when everything shifted. That's also why I called my mixtape Ryan's Belt. Oh yeah, yeah. I should get that tattooed. You that's know, awesome. like the three stars. <laughs> and like from that point, we mm. were just like, okay, cool. Yeah. This is like, was like this is like four kind of mixtapes sort of like out there. Mm. And that was like what really changed. I, I think that I think that was so. prior to the mixtapes. Got you. Yeah, I th- I think the way that I approached it, w- it wasn't until the the change of the way I w- approached things. It wasn't until I was like in uni. Got you after the wisdom. Mm. I think I was I was like doing this course called conflict resolution, and it was great, you know. But it definitely wasn't what I anticipated, you know, the course to be. Um, and I wasn't really passionate about it. And I would see, like, I went to high school 10 minutes from my house. So, like, when I started getting into uni, it was, like, an AT. I would have to drive, like, pay for parking. Yeah, yeah. Like, the traffic especially, you know? Mm. And then sometimes I'd be coming in for, like, an hour-long class and then go home. You know, and I felt like, what a waste of time when I want to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. So then I was like, I, you know, really hate uni. And th- but that's also when I started getting exposed to like local artists, you know, oh, yeah. and going to shows, yeah, and being a little bit, yeah, exposing yourself to a lot more artists mm. outside of just you writing and exactly. And th- and and that was also like the rise. Brockhampton for me is a real big inspiration because oh, yeah. they just started doing their own thing. Like they moved somewhere, you know, yeah. like and left their towns and then just started making music together and like hustled real hard. And um, that same year, I think I went to one of their shows and that was the first concert I ever been to. Oh, wow. So like they're kind of definitely up there as yeah, inspirational. Definitely. And then like that same week I think I like dropped out of uni and then I was like I'm putting all of, you know, my energy into my music. Do you find like when you make those commitments as well? Mm-hmm. Like it gives you this sense of um, energy of like positive vibes in yeah. terms of being able to okay, wow, I'm actually committing to do it. But yeah. A little bit of Okay, this is it now. Yeah. I'm, I'm really, I've made this decision, I've made this commitment. Yeah. Now, what am I going to do with mm. it? Because other people out there will look and say, oh, you know, that's mm. a, a big, big decision. Yeah. See, how, how does that, how would that make other people feel like? See, like, it's so weird because, um, you know how you say, like, other people will look and think, like, oh. Because, like, true, like, if I yeah, heard somebody drop out of uni, like, you know, from a really stable, I, I don't know, path in life, to like pursuing music, which is like definitely not, um, I would myself even be be a little you know skeptic, but I think for me, looking at my origins and looking at how I've improved so much and hearing my own tracks and like, like knowing in yeah terms of your ability, yeah and like yeah. knowing my potential, for me it was kind of like a no brainer. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't like. I'm skeptical. <laughs> you know? you may, it, w- it wasn't just like off a whim. Yeah. It was off like a long period of time of actually doing it. Yeah. Actually being, this is what I want to do. And it's like knowing. conflict resolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. Yeah, exactly. Something that actually gives you so much joy and passion. And 
Yeah. And it's like about like knowing like that I have a lot to learn and but I'm I'm willing to learn and like to hustle hard. But it, like it came as a shock to me when people were like, "Are you sure?" You know, and I and I didn't tell my parents for a, a long time actually until like I think cuz I was real scared of my parents, you know. And oh, I yeah. and I didn't and I didn't tell them about music. Like at that point they didn't know. Oh, about any any. Oh, wow. Like they had no clue. You know, I would sometimes have to record when they were out of the house, you know. Got you. Yeah. Um until I didn't tell them until like the week prior to the next year, uh, and I was like, "I'm pursuing music," you know, yeah. and you know, at first they were, you know, skeptical and like wanted me to go back to uni, but they said, "You know, we'll give you a year, yeah, you know, hustle hard, and if you don't want to like go back to uni," but I think now they've come to the point where they've realized like, "Oh, like this is what you're doing," and that's cool. Like once you start like. Once you get out of your, like, once you get all your kind of dreams and passions out of your head, mm. start talking to people, and the people that care about you and that you care about them as well, mm-hmm. about what you want to do. Yeah. You find this, like, other sense of energy that kind of comes unexpectedly of just, like, oh, wow, okay, people are supporting me. Yeah. This gives me a little, even more confidence. Yeah. In terms of my abilities. And how did that, those kind of moments translate to your writing style or the songs you're making? Did you notice that kind of? jump up in terms of maybe taking more time to kind of craft songs or was mm. it even faster? Like, what was what was the kind of change in process for you around that time? Like, in terms of, like, writing and, like, yeah. making music? I think I've always stayed the same. I think I've just, like, elevated, like, my artistry. But I think for me, I've been very religious about writing since I was young, yeah. and I'm still that way. I think the difference now is kind of, like just my mindset on music as a whole and for me back then music was about like success right Mm -hmm. but for me music now is about creative freedom and expression yeah exactly and like telling a story you know telling that story on certain experiences that you've been through or other experiences that other people you've seen gone through yeah and like for me i'm really grateful because sorry sorry about that so i'm really grateful because i think that transition you know in my music from like just doing it out of a hobby to taking it seriously, you know, during that uni time. It was, I, I got a job, like, for the first time ever. So I was able to fund everything um, through that. But at the same time, I was getting a lot more freedom because because I had that job than I, than I previously did. So I was falling in love with, like, life and, like, having new experiences, like, new friends. And everything just kind of, like, married into each other to That's this awesome. blend. Yeah. Just after, like, kind of creating creating the environment and the control mm. for yourself to mm. be free within that creative yeah. process. But I think with, you know, what you said earlier, like, when you question, like, uh, what did you say earlier? And sometimes you like, you make a decision and then you kind of, that little voice inside you should, yeah. kind of like, give you a little bit of doubt. And, and, the, and the conversations that you have, right? Yeah. For me, I think it did come with, like, a slight pressure to, like, do things well. You know yeah. what I mean? Because, like, this was what but I'm you, supposed to do. You made that decision. Yeah. Okay, sweet, cool. And it was the first time that I was sharing with a lot of people. Because you know how I, I hid it for, you know, for a while. Yeah. It was the first time sharing with people, like, this is my dream, you know. Yeah. And so for a lot of them, they didn't know me as, like, a rapper. Got you. Because you wouldn't have even been doing, like, those live. Yeah, yeah. No, anything. no. No, it would just be yeah. not even, like, 
doing videos of yourself performing yeah, songs, exactly. putting them on your gram or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, so I was faced with a lot of skepticism, but I, I, you know, I had to power through that and be like, yo, I'm going to show y'all. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. And it's kind of like, Thanks. the only reason why I asked that is like, mm. because, I mean, some people don't even think about even that kind of skepticism. And it mm. is a reality, but mm-hmm. it's just awesome to hear that you acknowledged it, but you didn't let it get you down. Because, I mean, like, a lot of people out there could, like, make a decision and then be like, oh. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, like. This is interesting. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, with, like, music, right, It's um, it takes a lot of talent, obviously, yeah. and a lot of work, which is, like, cool. But I think something that isn't talked about more is, like, it t- also takes a lot of bravery, yep. like to create. Because a lot of people, you know, they have this ability to do something and to create something. But a lot of times they'll shut it down because they're like, oh, you know, where is it's this going to go? Yeah. yeah. Or it's, it's not good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like, if they just push through that and they're like brave enough to let themselves like do what, you know, like yeah, they're. Just let, like brave, and brave enough to let themselves be heard. Mm. You know, whether it's on music or even just your voice. Yeah, exactly, and that that applies to like more than just music. Like, yeah. if you're doing, if you're like a like an entrepreneur or whatever, and you have a great idea, it takes you need to be brave to be like, oh, yo, I'm I'm yeah. banking in on this and like doing this, compared to just knowing you're having a good idea and being like that. Yeah, and just work. talking to yourself. About yeah, it. yeah, exactly. Exactly. And when was like so around uni time, mm. and you you left uni, and mm. it was that within that first year, mm. just a pivotal time in terms of. Was that the Demolition album around that time in terms of recording that? Um, or was that a bit later on? No, yeah, it was um, It was Demolition. Yeah, I think I, like, dropped out of uni, I think, that, like, midway through second year. So then I had a summer of, like, creating and then more creating. But also, I was, like, not linked up with any producers or anything. Outside of just, yeah. like, your laptop and YouTube Yeah, and, and my stuff. Samsung Go mic. Got you. Yeah. Yeah. So... I think that first year was a lot about, like, trying to link up with people and, like, meet with different producers. So I met with, like, a couple producers at their, like, home studios that I was real naive as a kid that I, I paid too much and, like, service wasn't, you know, like, uh, yeah. Got you for, like, standard. royalties and yeah, exactly. mixings and exactly. all that sort of stuff. And uh, for me, I was like, oh, dang, like, okay, like, not this, you know? Yeah. So it was, like a, like, a learning process for me, too. And then I eventually found um, Milky... Moki Ave Studios, which is headed by Caraway Gao. I don't know if you know her. She's, yeah, she's a producer. She works with, uh, you know, Parisa. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's one Mad of... Mad talent. Yeah. Mad right? talent. Yeah, yeah. Too. One of produce, uh, Parisa's uh, producers as well. And then um, we started linking and just doing music. And then that's when Demolition was born in that same summer and, like, came out. Mm. My first EP. And that would be like the first one that you actually like, yo, this mm. is the, the new definition of Ray Lacey. Like. Yeah, it was like first official thing ever, you know, like Spotify, all of that. <laughs> what a kind of promo and all the like people you connected with and yeah. getting out. I think I was like doing minimal promo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but still more than what you had yeah, done before definitely. because you kind of taken all those <laughs> learnings. Definitely. All, all those years of grind. Yeah, yeah. You know, like. At that point, what it would have been like at least like seven years of like mm. hustle and writing and all that sort of stuff to get to that point, yeah, and into an actual body of work that's just awesome. Mm. Thanks. And it was that around the first time you kind of started, okay, 
there's another element of being mm. an artist as well as being mm. on that stage like oh performing was, yeah was that around that time too you, you kind of started or were you kind of doing bits and bobs before so you know I, I that was the first time i think demolition came out and i had a listening party and I did my own show, you know, and like I say, this is a learning process. Like, like doing that show was also a learning process. So I did, um, I booked some venue on K Road, Thievery Studio. Oh, okay. Yeah, I booked Thievery Studio and I like invited all of my friends and it was, you know, unpaid. So I spent lots of money on that and then performed for the first time ever. Wow. But it was like wild because that experience for me was like, I didn't know how to throw an event. Got so, you. like, I bought everyone drink. Like, I bought drinks. <laughs> I bought, like, food. You really invested it. In yeah. It. yeah. And then, and then yeah, it was cool, but I was I was slightly nervous. But I I think I still didn't know, like, kind of what I was doing. But I but I was like, this is what I should be doing. Yeah. But I didn't know oh, if yeah. it was right. Yeah. At, that, at that point, it doesn't really matter because you, yeah. like, you were just, like, putting – yeah putting all your energy out to a body of work and yeah exactly and i kind of look back on it and i'm like oh that's cool like i really had the guts to you yeah. know do that shit. that's awesome yeah that's super cool because when the demolition come out that was december 2019 i think 2019. Mm-hmm. and like was that around that time like a lot more other people and artists were kind of reaching out to mm-hmm. as well like yeah definitely because of that mm-hmm. i met pariso that night actually and oh. and yeah um chelsea naipi from uh from Technicolor, so. but yeah yeah like um it was just you know slight meetings and um I was uh linking up with on socials oh sweet yeah so that that night like kind of uh like propelled me to to making more connections you know sweet. locally yeah and that kind of like started the feeling oh, okay this is getting mm-hmm. something somewhere even bigger now mm-hmm. probably like it probably a, a massive moment of like feeling quite proud at that yeah. point as well, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Awesome. I mean, after that, you went, because you're always writing, yeah. straight into mm-hmm. the Distortion album as well. Yeah. Straight, up, straight after that. Yeah. Um, Distorted was my, my, one of my favorite things, because I think I wrote, like, the whole year, and then last minute just did, like, all the recording and, and the mixing, and, like, in time span of like two three months but at that point i was like also working every day so i would like i was doing six ams right i work at krispy kreme (laughs) so i would work from like six to two and then from say two to maybe eight two to six depending i would drive all the way from manukau and go to mount roscoe and then just like record and then go back and then sleep and then wake up again six a.m that was the kind of daily routine yeah yeah i would not do that <laughs> no that was like too much yeah yeah but i mean yeah. like that's why i got my own like setup now at home because i yeah seems with the traffic but yeah i mean for me as well like it was nice because i really put my blood sweat and tears into this album and i wanted it to be elevated from compared to what i'd done in the past like conceptually and sonically as well and uh, i think i experimented with new sounds in that project and yeah, it was just a wide range of like, like a, like a mixed bag kind of thing, and, like and I'm really proud. Everything that led you up to that point, yeah, and all the music and influences mm. that you like had gotten to up to that point. Definitely, like 
informative to the album. Yeah, yeah. I was very like proud of the stories that I told in that album. Yeah, and and just like the artists that came out of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Elevated. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And like, what sort of influences like for you've you've talked about kind of like Jonas Brothers and those film <laughs> formative <laughs> years. I mean, like Eminem and like Kendrick and all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff in hip hop. But what are you like putting on heavy rotation nowadays? Like, what sort of things kind of like craft or paved your influence okay. into your style? Okay. Because you do mm-hmm. like definitely in your latest tracks. Kind of like even when you say like Jonas Brothers and melody and all that sort of mm. stuff, you can hear mm. a lot of that melody in that. Mm. I mean, Bronx Hampton as well. Mm. You can hear that stylistic. Yeah. In there. Um. Um. Here's the thing. Like with my writing, yeah. I have like uh, three. I think really big influences, but none of them are, are hip hop artists. So Jack Antonoff. From Bleachers, uh, Frank, Frank yeah. Ocean, and Lord. Yeah. I think they are wonderful writers, and just like the poetry in their words, I think r- I'm really like, uh, how do you say it? Like, uh, real, what is the word when you're like really? Like, art, uh, re- like really into it, sort of thing? Or? No, it's like. I'm like a perfectionist with like Got every you. every line. Kind of meticulous. I, in yeah, meticulous. Yeah, that's the word, the meticulous. I'm really meticulous when I'm writing because I kind of want it to be like on the same level as, as they are. Yeah. Like and every, every line. Every word has to, even every line, every word has to yeah. have its place. Exactly. It isn't just a, a word to fill in space. Like. Yeah. If like a word is ugly, I'll be like, oh, scrap the whole yeah. line. I can't do that. Yeah. But I think with them as well, not just in terms of, like, their writing, just, like, the way that they present their ideas, like, in a subtle, but, like, such an impactful way as well. Yeah. I think that's how I want my music to sound. I just think, like, music that makes somebody feel alive. Yep. Like, the the emotions that you feel, like, just intensified, like, ultraviolet, you know, kind of yeah, thing. and those artists definitely do that. Like, they do it in such a their own distinct way. Mm. But beyond the service it's sounds amazing when you listen to them mm. but then you delve deeper yeah delve deeper and it's got a lot of depth yeah as well right definitely so beyond the sonic that immediate mm. sound initially mm-hmm. it's the layers yeah exactly. of that song songwriting that like takes it to a totally different level yeah um in terms of like hip-hop artists you know obviously more than just the people that i said you know like mac yeah. and you know tyler Outcast, yep. yeah, those would be top, top ones. Yeah, at, at the moment I'm listening to Vince, Vince Staples' oh, nice. new album. His new album, yeah, yeah you like? Awesome. Yeah, I, I love. just love his uh, recent albums and even like Earl. Yeah, yeah, like concentrated mm. bodies of work. Mm. So right. beautiful. And he's like, even like, you know, looking at those bodies of work mm. can be quite a challenge to kind of be able to like put so much mm. ideas into, say, like five, six, yeah, different tracks. Yeah. But, like, it's the beauty of it, right? It's a yeah. kind of challenge in itself. Like I said about, you know, the, the like, with hip-hop for me being, like, a movie. Yeah. It's, like, so, because I'm a, I, I love movies, you know. Right. If I wasn't doing music, maybe I'd be doing movies. What's your favorite movie? Or you got too many, too many to count? Um, I'll give you, like, a top three or yeah. top four. Probably, like, Blade Runner 2049, uh, The Godfather. Oh, sh- 
The Departed. Oh, and those two last two movies you just said, like, in my top five too. <laughs> like, Godfather's just... Dark Knight. <laughs> Dark yeah. Knight. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those are... Ugh, man. Oh, they're just beautiful movies. Right? Like, Godfather's one of my favourites. And The Departed too, right? Yeah. Underrated. So they, like they they crazy. they talk about Godfather so much, but like I but feel like departed. the Departed is like yeah. you know shoved away to the side, but it's so good. Oh uh, yeah, and it's like even it's like they're massive stories there eh? because they're mm. quite long. Mm, they yeah. are. But all those movies that you like just see it there, massive bodies of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, well, that's like kind of how I see hip hop, and so like when somebody when an artist releases like a really good album, I'm like I kind of see it. The way that I see a movie, I just sit down and, like, listen to everything. And sometimes, you know, I'll get emotional and, like, yeah. be like, wow, like, this is real freaking good, you yeah. know? So I felt like when I watched uh, Uncut Gems, you know? Uh, yeah. Same vibes, same vibes. Did you watch The Irishman? Did you watch that movie? The Irishman? Yeah. No, I think I, so like... Robert De Niro. I think, because I, I saw a YouTube video where he was, like... It was, like, from a scene from that movie and... It was Robert De Niro beating some guy up, but yeah. it was just too like much. too too yeah, bad. Too much, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to yeah, watch this. Yeah. I don't yeah, want to nah. taint my my, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. see me innocent ears. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. That's crazy. Mm. Oh, that's like so cool. Just that it all would like kind of makes sense. Like always, like asking people's different influences beyond just music as well, right? Mm-hmm. Cause what what other sort of like things do you kind of get into to kind of draw inspiration, like outside of of friends and relationships or just experiences getting going outside like what do you do outside of like making music because it can be quite important to kind of shaping your overall creative process too like. um i think for me like traveling is like a really big thing for me yeah. even i mean we can't really travel too much now because of covid yeah. but i mean that's why some days i'll just have a time where like i'll go on a, on a in a different part of auckland and stay overnight, you know, just nice. book an Airbnb and just stay there and, like, take in nature or, I mean, but you said the experiences. Yeah, yeah. perspective, right? Yeah, and just, like, being with my friends. But, um, yeah, I think for me, like, a big thing is, like, movies. Yeah. If I watch a really good movie, yeah. I'll I'll finish it and, and feel like I can write a whole album. Got you. Because, yeah. like, there's certain parts of those movies that resonated with, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I kind of related to that or yeah. inspired me to write about that. Mm. And just like for me, like the beauty of a film, like the score, like the cinematography, the colors, characters, storyline, you, you know, like those elements are like my favorite elements of a film, right? I feel like hip hop ha- has those same kind of elements, yeah. but just like in a different form, obviously. Yeah. But for me, I just want to hit all those spots, you know. When when those five spots are hit for me, I'm just like, ah, you know. Nice. <laughs> so that's kind of like your checklist when you kind of even just writing like verses. Yeah, or yeah. It's like, okay, is it making those if, your if own, your own criteria? Yeah. Or how you do it? If if somebody says comes up to me and is like, oh, your music, great cinematography, I'd be like, <laughs> oh, uh, I, I've 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 you know, I can retire. I'm good. Awesome. That's us. <laughs> and then one of those like parts of like storytelling that like definitely aids with music is like mm. actual div- videography and the, mm. the videos surrounding that as well. Like yeah. Take us back to like even like kind of maybe that sense of joy or even the process of your first music video as well because those, mm-hmm. those are quite like pivotal times of like, oh yeah. wow, it's beyond a song now. It's an actual video. art piece video. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
what, what, what sort of memories do you have of those sort of times? Um, so the first video that I made, I made with the same guy that I've always made music video with, uh, music videos with. His name's Jerem Kabamogan. Um, real talented, like videographer. He's he, or and photographer. He's been doing a lot of big stuff recently, but I think he's a bit younger than me. But we both kind of started out doing the creative stuff together around the same. Sort yeah, of around time. the same sort of time. So like, uh, yeah, it was perfect. I think the first video I did was like for this song called Twenty Forty Nine. See what I mean? Oh, yeah. It was Blade yeah. Runner Twenty Forty Nine. Oh, and something. Yeah, yeah, and um, we were on a rooftop, and he just like brought his backpack, big camera. And we just did it kind of like one take vibes. And then, yeah, he just added, you know, some effects. And then I just put it out into the world. I think, strangely for me, though, I'm going to be honest with you. I love movies and I love music, right? And and you would think that music videos are like, they marry each other. But they don't. Yeah, and and I find it very, but for me, I find music videos real hard. Like, because I, it's weird to me because I take music so literal that when I have to put it in video form, I'm like, do I have to, like, it's awkward for me. It doesn't feel right. Say, you know, when, when artists release songs and then they have videos that have nothing to do with the song. Yeah. For me, like, that's like, I don't, like, I think it's cool. Yeah, got you. But for me, I'm like, it feels so unnatural to me. Got you. If it's like, you're just like, kind of, got yourself on the backdrop. Yeah. You know, doing like reciting your like raps and all that sort of stuff, but mm-hmm. it's not actually telling the story of what you're saying. Yeah. In that authentic way. Yeah. It, for me, it's just like that's something that I'm learning and that, but I struggle with kind of like doing. Yeah. It's just like marrying those two things and like making sure that it's something cool. But yeah. I think with music videos, like it's a free canvas. Yeah. You know, you exactly. can really make anything and it, it'll still look cool. Yeah, exactly. It's still like I always find like, as soon as you find, like see a music video, mm-hmm. it makes you love the song even more. Even mm-hmm. if the music video isn't like up there or not, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. um it's still a visual representation of something that when you hear the song, mm-hmm. you can play the music video back in your head. Yeah, I think I just put like a lot of pressure on myself because I just love those two things so much. You know, that you want to make it as perfect as possible. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. Mm. So next up, actually, and it's actually it's cool that we're actually recording this on the week of the new project. Mm, Otis. Uh, Otis. Mm-hmm. So what's the inspiration surrounding that tape and that little project? Like, Was it just like something that you just needed to get off your chest or mm. was it just one of those things? So do you find that now, like when it comes to like projects or songs, it's just, you know what, I really need to get something off my chest and really put it out there and get people to hear it. Like, um, Otis is really funny, actually, because, like, I had released Distorted in November, just, like, the, the last November, and then I thought to myself, okay, I'm going to take a break, you know? Yeah. I'm going to just vacation for a bit and, like, live life, so that that way I'll have all these new experiences to write about when I yeah. finally get back to writing. Um, so December c- came and went and, you know, had the best time, and then January happened, and, like, there was a pivotal kind of moment in my relationships and I couldn't not write. Yeah, yeah. So I wrote like a bunch, a bunch, a bunch in January. And then 
I was like, dang, I have a full like, like I have I have it's an crazy. EP pretty much. Got it. And um, I said, like, why not? So then I just did that, and but that was like, this whole album was triggered because of that pivotal point, and also not just this EP. Sorry, did I say album? Album, EP, project, uh, I think. EP, yeah. This tape. Uh, oh, this tape was, was triggered. But not only that, like, not only the tape, but I think this, like, I'm just operating on a different level now because of that time. So prior to doing, um, I know this has nothing to do with the EP, but prior to... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> prior to doing, like, the shows that, that I did now, I had only done... So the the demolition listening party and then the distorted listening party, oh, yeah. yeah. But then in Jan, like Jan Feb, around that time because you know things were changing, and I was like I gotta go on, go all in on my music now, you know, because I get to focus on it. Then I did Yoke Fest and then I did you know Breaking Sound and then like the Agenda Zine launch party and I've done like I think six now, That's all in like a time span of like six seven months. Yeah. That's awesome. Which is hectic. Yeah. You know, for me, like, I'm just saying it out loud because yeah. I'm like, you know? Yeah. We had, like, at the end of last year, like, you didn't necessarily think that you were going to be doing so much. No, no, uh, no way. It all happened, like, within a month that I was, like, actually, honestly, for me, I don't know where I got it, but I think there was, like, a thought that I had in my mind that I was, like, just DM these people. <laughs> got you. You, so you reached out to all those sort yeah. of things. Yeah. Like to a, all a these platforms, yeah. Random thought, you're like, you know what? Nah, I'm yeah. Take some more control. Because like, why not? Like, oh, I think I was doing this thing called summer se- summer school series in the holidays, where I was just sitting with people and with my handheld. And I have this series on on Instagram, and I would sit with different creatives and talk to them about life, pretty much. And then, um, I think one of the questions was like, what is the greatest advice that that you'll receive? And and Alicia Duque, who's who's a photographer, and she you know models for Vintage Vamp and 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 does you know ch- uh, photo shoots with the Czechs. Oh Czechs yeah. on time, is yeah. it? Yeah. Um, she said, "If you don't ask, the answer is always no." Yeah, exactly. And then it took me like like about a week or two where I was like, well, like yeah. I got it, but I think it didn't fully settle in my mind. And then I was like, dang, I gotta ask. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I just like scoured Instagram for all of these, you know, different platforms or, like, opportunities that I could have and just being like, hey, Just to get your up? voice out there and get your yeah. art out there, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, like, it's uh, um, one of the most underrated quotes. Mm, I think so. It's and so good, right? Yeah. Like and I think, like, as well, um, when I started doing that kind of stuff, because I had nothing at this point. I mean, like, I had projects, right? Yeah. But in terms of, like, being an artist out, in the city, you know, and actually, I had yeah, other people have an opportunity to see you. Yeah. yeah, I think I had nothing, but then when I started doing that stuff, I was like, oh, then I got to meet this person and this person, and and then people actually got to see me live, and now I'm linking up with them. Yeah. You know, like I did the agenda zine, and someone from that show was sending Sam V stuff, and oh. and then Sam V messaged me like that same week, being like, yo, you want to perform at YSO, that's and that's how I got YSO. Which was like so a huge cool. show. Yeah. You know, like that's th- awesome. And it's like one one opportunity leads to another yeah. event. Who yeah. who'd have thought like I performed uh distorted the listening party was at a, a hall by yeah. my house. 
You know, it was like really small, just friends and family kind of thing. And then five months later, I, I was performing at the at the Tuning Fork, which is insane for me. It's like one of those things of like not thinking too hard about mm. it and just letting opportunities come through and you know, not f- being afraid to say yes. And yeah. around those times, those first shows, like yeah. like when it's like beyond your own listening party where you've kind of got a little bit more control, yeah. you're familiar with the crowd. Like yeah. this is a new new sense of vulnerability, I guess, because you really are yeah, being on the stage and you're the focus of attention mm. of people that haven't heard you before. Mm. Like, did you start, like, kind of getting... What was the feelings after you, of, in this year, like, doing a lot of um, live show performances? Like, how do you feel when you get off stage as well? Like, all those nerves. Mm. Even the, the contrast of the nerves that you have maybe before, mm-hmm. I'm sure you, regardless of how many... Awesome artists that perform all the time. Mm. It's still a sense of definitely of nerves. Yeah. But what's the difference between how you feel before you go on stage and then afterwards? Like talk us through that for you. Like, mm. I think I, I feel nerves before the show, right? Yeah. But then I then I just tell myself, just do good music, because yeah. yeah. like that's what this is about, right? Yeah. The music. So then, as I start my performance, you know, obviously. Like, that first high hellos, it's like, you can hear some nerves. But then I'll perform that first track, and then I'm like, this is about the the music. Yeah. Yeah. And then I get real passionate talking about what these songs are about, so, you know, then I don't feel nervous. And then when I finish my performance right, I don't, like, how I feel is, like, not to sound, you know, too conceited. (laughs) But I feel proud because I'm like, yay, like, I did it for my music, and, like, I didn't think too much about it. And I was myself, which is, like, really important for me is, like, just staying authentic throughout mm-hmm. the whole thing and doing my music justice. Yeah. And... In the way that you see it. Yeah. In the way that it, like, how you intended it. Yeah. Right? Like, having an intent. Yeah, in definitely. Right? And I f- so, I like, afterwards, I always feel real good. And, and like, it's really exciting because then after my performance, you know, that's when I'll meet people, you know, because, like, whoever comes up. And that's, like, with you, like, that's yeah. how I met you as well. And... Just different producers, and that's cool. Or just, like, ordinary people, you yeah. know, which is I mean, so dope. Like, for me, ordinary people are, like, my favorite people to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's, like, it's kind of a, it's, it's awesome, like, just seeing the arc of, like, how far you've come, mm. considering, like, earlier on, when you were just, like, releasing stuff, putting it out there, mm. and then not doing anything with it, and then mm. on to the next. Yeah. yeah. This is, like, your arc can kind of continue to leave through multiple performances, and more people can kind of get more familiar with Mm. what you're all about and your style and mm. what you bring to the table because mm. that honestly like and this is not me just saying it like the energy that you have on stage is oh. it's like so unique to like there's no one else that does it like you thank From you like, when i look at it right like, you have your own style but your own sound as well thank you and this is me just saying it like i'm not just saying it but thank you bro it's cool and seen twice like it's yeah it's just that's why i asked a bit like earlier on it's like like that element, even um, just like how important it, it is now mm. to have that opportunity to be able to perform in front of people. That's just Thank you. Fire. I feel like although I've only performed like this number of times, like less than 10 times in my life in front of an actual audience and prior to that, like never before, not even like in a room. <laughs> yeah. Um, I used to be in my bedroom and like, pretend that I was performing in front of, like, thousands of people. Yeah, yeah. And, like, 
it's weird because like none of it was real, obviously. You're like manifesting this yeah. kind of thing in your head. Out. And I feel like I, I gain confidence from that because I'm like, oh, yeah. it's like just in my bedroom. Yeah, but you're kind of you're training your brain to kind of yeah. deal with these experiences differently. Mm-hmm. Um, eventuate, eh? Yeah. Grateful for my delusion as a youngster. Yeah, I mean, you have to be kind of like delusional. With yeah, this true. Sort of form of success, right? Mm, because you kind true. of just have to kind of even creating something out of nothing. You have to be some somewhat delusional to kind of even believe that it could be created in the first place. That's so true. Right? I don't think about it like that. Yeah, that is so true, though. Just ra- random quotes from my head. <laughs> they make sense, but like, you know, it's dope. <laughs> But um, what I'm going to get you to do, yep. it's been such a, honestly, it's been such an awesome chat. Thank like you. Even though the first hiccups initially for the first five minutes of me beginning to hit record, but. We managed that so well. We managed well. that so well. Yeah. Super smooth transitions. Yeah. But um, would you like to play, like, maybe like a kind of a track that's kind of like set to drop? But by the time this comes out, people will be able to like listen to it. Oh, no, like, yeah. What's well, like, because um, one of the tracks is already out at the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Look at me. Look at me. That's fire. I remember mm-hmm. you like performing that as well. Yes, I did. Cool. I did. Thank like, you. What's um, like, what's another track like that you want to like kind of perform? Or do you want to actually just play another? Yo, I'll I'll play like um my favorite track. I'll play the outro. Uh, outro. Yeah. Gosh. Outro vibes. You know. Awesome. Uh, That's good. And what? And what is this like? Um, even before you play it, like, what is mm-hmm. this like tape? Even just like, because obviously you just needed like. You had all the stuff you you weren't gonna like record anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're like it just came to you. Like, yeah. What is this like? What do you want people to like, even just like walk away? Um, because like listening to this tape, like. th- you know how I talked about you know the pivotal point. Like, I, I reached a pivotal point in my relationships and stuff. Um, I think I was real like heartbroken, but at that point as well, I entered this new chapter in my life where I was like. It's chill because, like, I, I love myself and all of that. So this whole tape is pretty much about, like, just doing you. Yeah. And, like, elevating to a new level. I keep talking about elevating, sorry. No, that's um, cool. <laughs> I, I like that. <laughs> Moving up to, a, to yeah. a new level, like, despite, you know, certain circumstances or whatever adversity you face. So for me, it's like, this may not be hard to people, but I'm real soft. So I'm like, this is hard, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but this track totally. specifically that I'm talking, that I'm that I'm gonna play, is called uh, "Heaven or Las Vegas," and that's just about like, yeah. ev- like after, like shaping yourself and like improving as a person, kind of like being like, this is what's most important is like the music. Yep. And like my Putting commitment a stamp to on that. It yourself, like a commitment to yourself as well as a commitment yeah. for other people to see that you are. What you wanna do, right? And and I described it at the show as like this song is is they're my wedding vows to music because I'm married to the game. Yeah, this is the is this the one when like ve- like it was in Christchurch, but Vegas like you no. renamed the Christchurch, but like, <laughs> no, that's no, that's, different no, that's something, something different. That's that's Vegas. But you just love Vegas. I do, I do. The the bright lights, yeah. city streets. It's like, like a go one of my goals, eh? Yeah, from awesome. Vegas and Las Vegas. Oh, it's dope. Oh, here. No. Have it, play a little, um, little taster, but like by the time you watch this, like, it'll be out. So definitely, um, here to all those like Spotify's mm-hmm. and any other sort of like streaming services to check this, um, this body workout. Yo, should I put on fully louder? Three, two, one. 
speaking forward, I'm back to being a bump. I'm smoking another cig like I'm hoping it being sinful. The sight of the sun is wet and I'm wet as hell, living single. I'm single as fuck to focus on dropping consistent singles. An album or an extended. My bed is an open ending. I'm never seeing her nowadays. Barely meeting the schedule. Friends that are needing time. A liver that needing wine. I'm balancing my account or fighting a war without. The question isn't belief, not state of mind, but the stomach. Do you have what it takes to swallow the fucking come up? So many are disbelieving a secular state I'm leading. Don't vote for me, I'm a whiz. The fuck what you think you're seeing. Fuck what you think you know. It's exactly what you don't. Got a decade inside me waiting. I wasted, but now I'm home. I married the music years ago. Never commit and hold until now. Until now, when the worst has blessed me with solid ground. Yeah, I'm still wanting more. Yeah, I'm still asking how. After knowing what I know now, how am I still around? Yeah, how have I been found? God, how have I put out two projects in two years when I was living like a clown? I was always feeling down, always messing with these motherfuckers sleeping on the couch. Drain my energy, believing I was something that I wasn't. Now my vision looking tunnel and it's looking like I'm about to come around. You think I'ma stop now? You think I'ma beat the blessing, leave it bleeding on the ground? The revival of my spirit feeling bigger than it sounds. Been encountered with some penances, these bitches free the house. And my hands on the pen, screaming louder than a well-weighted apology. I knew this was bound to be an elevated side of me. No bitch could ever pry for me. Producing this year Odyssey. I'm scraping up my losses Best to count up all my steps for the cost, yeah And baby, if I could say it I'd be there, I'd be famous I'd be banking my pesos Some aunts, uncles get raises I get drunk, I get faded I'd be the best in the nation I get my checks and then spread them Across my bread like a bagel Go on yearly vacations Pray more often and thank them Leave my death out the problem My music making a statement Don't need a save if I'm making it What's the price if I take it? Living free as myself Ain't nobody ever replacing me, said Definitely, like, this is such a cool outro, right? Thank you. Even though it's, like, quite a small body of work, but, mm-hmm. like, what that represents, right? Yeah, definitely. I'm really excited. I'm, I'm working on an album right now, actually, so. Hey, well, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm not surprised with, like, how much like, stuff you've, like, the story you've, stories you've been telling about how much recording you've been doing as well. Mm-hmm. And just writing everything down, mm-hmm. so. That's awesome, is that, like, comes to something just, like, steadily working on, no pressure terms of like releasing that or anything like that but i'm hoping in the summer nice yeah definitely got that summer summer vibes summer vibes yeah let's hope that's awesome well um right i'm just honestly i'm as i've already said i'm stoked be here been able to like tell your story thank you that was so really fun cool. it's super fun eh yeah. like i always like every like it's sort of key we have on the show it's mm-hmm. just it's just an honor yeah What's an honor to be here on this on this on couch? The, on the right cow here. couch, like, but um, the last thing that we do, and we do this with every single um one of our like sort of Kiwi origin stories, mm-hmm. is picking uh, a New Zealand track because it is a Kiwi platform, mm-hmm. and like you know we might as well put on for any other sort of like Kiwi artists as well mm. as ourselves, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, if you were to pick a song by like a Kiwi artist mm-hmm. um to ride out to, what'd it be? We've had like, and the cool thing about it is like every single person that we've had on, like it's, n- it's never the same song, right? And it really, like, is a kind of a testament of like how much talent we have in this country, right? It's super cool. Um, thinking of all the the New Zealand artists that are on at the moment. Oh, um, Tabes, Tabes, uh, Rolls, 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 Rolls,
I'm just being like that is like being on heavy rotation for myself. Yeah, well. yeah. Like that's a super, yeah. super fire. Um, oh, that song is just crazy. Right, it's so good. Oh yeah, just came out of nowhere as well. Mm. If I can just actually find it, but um, before why I find the song because I'm hopeless. Mm-hmm. Um, where can people find out about you? Like, what's your Instagram handles? I'll put it in the Yo. tag anywhere. But like. Um, and any other sort of shout-outs that you want to give up? Mm. Um, Instagram, my name is uh, Big Bog Ray, so B-I-G-B-A-W-G-R-A-Y. You can find me on Spotify, Ray Leslie. Uh, yeah, shout-out to Checkered Patterns, who mixed and mastered the whole of Otis. Nice. Um, yeah, Checkered Patterns, a sort of Kiwi alumni. Yeah. Oh, yes, I one. saw, yeah. yeah. Oh. One. yeah. yeah. Crazy. Uh, the, the world is connected oh, here. Oh, yeah, super connected today. Yeah. yeah. That's that's fire. Now we're looking forward to the chat, um, to the drop of the EP. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah, thanks again. And, um, yeah, hopefully a lot of people out there who are fans of you or who aren't fans of you mm-hmm. but b- will become fans of mm-hmm. you learn a lot more about you from listening to this combo. So Thank you, Hamish. Shout out. Thank you, bro. And we'll listen to Rolls Royce by Tabs yeah. to ride out to because it's such a tune. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Catch you guys on the next one. Have an awesome day. Catch you.